Welcome to the Seed of Life Church Houston social media church broadcast. I'm your host, Pastor Ellis Stella of Seed of Life Church. On behalf of my wife, Charlotte, and our children, Jade and Isaiah and Naomi Grace, and the anointed people of Seed of Life Church Houston, we welcome you to another edition of Seed of Life Lifelines. Let's have a word of prayer and get right into the message. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, sir, for all that you're going to do here today. We thank you, Lord God, that you're going to bless these, your people, with your word. And I pray today, Father God, that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips and that your word would come forth unhindered and unchecked by any outside or opposing force. We give you praise in advance for all the signs, wonders, and miracles of God that you're going to do for these, your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's get right to it. We've come into this new teaching, not necessarily new from the Word of God, but it's new for us because, uh, praise God, it's a revelational teaching. And we're talking about walking in the power of God, understanding the anointing of exemption. Now, when we talk about exemption, I said this last week, I think it bears repeating, that we're not talking about being uh, socially irresponsible. You know, just because we're exempt, just because we're covered in the blood, just because, amen, we have the Holy Spirit's protection, it doesn't mean that we go about uh, not being covered up, not protecting ourselves, and not practicing social distancing or strategic seating. No, no. We want you to do everything in your power to be safe and to do everything that the medical uh uh, organizations are telling us to do. But at the same time, we're going to show you what the word of God has to say about it. And you're going to be free from this thing that's coming against the land. So let's go right to it. We're talking about walking in the power of God, understanding the anointing of exemption. First of all, before we get too far going, I want to, I want to say some things to you. Amen. We want to explain our current status. Our current status is, is that uh, we're operating through this social media broadcast to give you the word of God in your homes and on your mobile devices so that you can still be connected to the local church. But I'm telling you something, folks. Uh, listen to me. Amen. We, we have to use wisdom in this time. Amen. And uh, we're going to ease back into our fellowship. We're going to ease back into our worship services. But we're also going to obey the word, uh, the word of God and the laws of the land. Now, I know you say, well, a lot of people are going back, Pastor. When are we going back? Well, here, here's the answer to that. Go over there in Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Romans chapter 13, verse 1. I said that we're going to obey the word of God, and the word of God has this to say about it, amen, in, in terms of obeying the laws of the land. The Bible says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisted the power resisted the ordinance of God and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. If you go look up that word damnation, it has to do with uh, not being protected and actually coming under the curse. I don't have any desire to disobey the word of God. Amen. By rushing back and doing things that uh, may not be conducive to the Holy Spirit and most of all to your safety. So just enjoy these broadcasts as we come to you sharing the word of God, receive the anointing and the teaching that's in it. And I believe it's going to make you and your family strong and you're going to come through this thing. Amen. In victory. So let's go right to it. We're talking about walking. Amen. In the power of God and understanding the anointing of exemption. Let's get our first scripture up and it's going to be Acts chapter eight. We're going to look at how we are called to walk in the Holy Spirit's power. We're going to look at how we're supposed to be demonstrating the devil's defeat according to the word of God. And over there in Acts chapter eight, verse number five, the Bible says, 
Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. The people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And look at this, verse number eight. And there was great joy in that city. Amen. When the Holy Spirit has his way in this season, when we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, there will be great joy in the land because the power of God is going to manifest through the sons and daughters of God. And so this is our, our time. This is our moment to, to rise up in the power of God and declare and decree what God has said in his word. Amen. Let's go to another place. Amen. We're going to show you this in the word of God. These are the base scriptures that we're using. We're talking about walking in the power of God. And when we talk about walking in the power of God, amen, we're talking about the anointing. And in the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's an exemption, a promise of exemption for all those who walk in the anointing. Amen. Glory to God. Galatians chapter three. Let's go to Galatians chapter three, because it's by the Holy Spirit that these things are going to manifest. So we got to know something about his ministry. The Holy Spirit has a ministry. Glory to God. In Galatians chapter three, verse number five, the Bible says this. He therefore that ministers to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, underline that, do it he it by the works of the Lord, by the hearing of faith, question mark. Even Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, in thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful, or like I like to say, are believing Abraham. Praise God. God wants you, praise God, to walk in the power of God. And I want you to know that some of these things that we're talking about today, not some of them, all of the things that we're talking about today are supernatural things. And we're going to look at the whole Bible, see what the Bible says about us walking in the power of God and having the anointing of exemption on our life. And it's going to bless you today. Now, you got to understand the things that we're talking about today, there are supernatural truths and they require that you allow the Holy Spirit to show you these truths. Amen. And to bring them up in your spirit to empower you. Amen. This word is a, is a Holy ghost enabling a uh, force that if you receive the force of faith, that's in the word of God, you'll walk in supernatural power. Amen. Glory to God. So we got to believe that and we got to, amen, be open to the supernatural uh, aspect of the word of God. The Bible is 66 books of supernatural word seed, and it has the spirit life power of God living in it. And there is nothing, glory to God, there is nothing that it cannot do, including turn this covert 19 status that we're currently living in and turn the attack of the devil through the coronavirus. Amen. Turn it around and send it back to the pit of hell from which it came. Amen. So we're going to, we're going to look at that. Now, one of the things you're going to have to do when you talk about walking in the power of God is understand that there's another realm out there. The spirit realm is real. And if you don't understand how to operate in the spirit realm, 
you're no match for your enemy, the devil. Amen. Let's look at that spirit realm. Look at 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. See, a lot of people, you know, they think they live in a three-dimensional realm where they can touch, smell, and taste everything, you know, and as long as they can do that, praise God, they're all right. But I'm telling you, you are designed to live in another realm. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look at verse number 18. The Bible says this, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, that's, that's the spirit realm, folks, and you are designed to live in the spirit realm. And because you're designed to live in the spirit realm, you are also called to be anointed of God to operate in this earth Amen. With supernatural power. Praise God. Now, this is the season, I believe it with all my heart, of prayer in the Holy Spirit. Meaning that, let me explain that. When I say this is the season of prayer in the Holy Spirit, we are called and mandated supernaturally to be people who will call upon the name of the Lord and live for God. Amen. Under the power of the Holy Spirit. It's no use of you praying if you're not covered in the, in the Lord's spirit. It's no use of you praying if you don't believe in the power of the Lord's spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the way that we are connected to God, and it's the way that he hears our voice. Amen? And it's the way that we hear his voice. Praise God. And at this time that we're living in, especially with this a demonic attack coming against the church and the people of God, we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit as we entreat our father in prayer, praise God. Hallelujah. In this great moment, God is looking for men and women, a God of faith that will operate in the power of the Holy spirit and in prayer, because we have been called to this moment and we serve an almighty God. I've been saying that all, all since these programs begun, this will be the church's finest hour. We have been called to this moment. This is the time when the people of God and those who know their God should be standing up saying what God has said in his word, amen, saying what the word of God promises and empowering the people of God with the word of God so that they'll be able to stand because we have an anointing, amen, from the Holy Spirit that exempts us from every plot, plan, and scheme of the devil if we know about it. Glory be to God. Let's look at it. Now, these are supernatural truths. You're going to have to open up your, your, your heart to receive these things and make sure that you're operating properly in the Holy Spirit and make sure that, amen, your spirit, amen, is open to the Holy Spirit and what he has to say to you at this hour. Let's look at it because here's the reason. If you are not empowered by the Holy Spirit, you're going to have a hard time, amen, believing the written word of God that's right in front of you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Verse number 14, here's what the Bible says about it. Amen. You, you're going to have to, amen, uh, make the connection with the spirit. And, you know, I mean, just, just abandon everything in your natural thinking in terms of uh, 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 getting this, 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 this enemy that's attacking you on the run. You're going to have to do it by the Holy Spirit. And here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Here's why a lot of people have a problem with the word of God being supernatural. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says this, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Right there, God is zeroing in on a lot of believers who call upon the name of the Lord. 
they believe in Jesus. They just don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to do anything about what they're facing. Glory to God. But I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is real. Because the spirit realm is real and your enemy is real and you better be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit and believing the word of God if you want to get this thing taken care of in your life. Look, also, I want you to look at 2 Corinthians. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Just turn to your right. I want you to see these things. These things that we're talking about today are supernatural things and we're going to set this thing up and we, we're going to look at it from a supernatural perspective. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse number three. Now, here's, here's, here's the reason. Here's the reason why a lot of people do not receive the benefit of the word of God manifesting in their lives. And it's because they, they, they don't really consider the Holy Spirit's ministry as a, as a part of what God is doing in their life. They believe they can just hear somebody say it or hear some preacher talk about it. Then that must mean, you know, by default, it comes upon them. No, it doesn't. You are going to have to personally press into the word of God and amen, be led by the Holy Spirit and be open to his ministry in order to have a supernatural power operative in your life. Look at Second uh, Corinthians chapter four. Look at verse number three. Here's the reason why a lot of people miss God. The Bible says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hidden to them that are lost in whom the God of this world in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. We're going to talk a, a little bit uh, later on about having proper image, but I want you to understand that uh, you're going to have to embrace this word as supernatural in order to have the power of God and the anointing that it promises in your life working for you and your family every day. Amen. Like I said, the Bible is 66 books of supernatural word seed. And we need to have the word of God operative in our lives so that we can do the works of God in the earth. Amen. Now understand, I said uh, in the outset uh, a couple of uh, programs ago that uh, it's the duty of every man and woman of God to give you a word to speak and a word to believe. Amen. The word, watch this now, the word to speak is in Psalms 118, verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of God. And if you believe what Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he said, Behold, I give unto you power to trade upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know what? You're going to be protected. And you're going to be exempt by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, understand, what you refuse to resist has a right to remain. And what you refuse to confront, you cannot conquer. Praise God. The devil is hoping that the church will continue to lie down at this hour. Amen. So that he can continue to kill folks. Glory to God. And that he can continue to, amen, bring this plague to our door. But the devil is alive because the church is rising up. Amen. The people of God are being empowered by the word of God. And we, my friend, have the devil on the run by the power of the Holy Ghost. This thing is being broken in Jesus' name. And it's time for the church to rise up and operate in the supernatural power of God and of his spirit 
and so that, uh, amen, the anointing, amen, will be released to break the devil's power operating through this coronavirus, amen. In this season, it will call for us to be, amen, alive to the Holy Spirit and have the right image of God, amen. There's a danger in having the wrong image of God, amen, glory to God, or having the wrong opinion about the Holy Spirit. You know, you can have the wrong image of God. You know, when I say wrong image, I'm talking about people believe, well, you know, maybe God brought this thing. Let me tell you something. If you believe a loving father like we have would bring a curse and a plague upon the earth to teach his children, you don't know the God I serve. God doesn't use plagues. He doesn't use pandemics. And he doesn't use, uh, praise God, sickness and disease to teach his children anything. Now, judgment is going to come on this world. And those who are outside of the covenants of God and don't know Jesus, yeah, that's for them. But let me tell you something. It's not for you. You've been exempt. Amen. You belong to God. Amen. He is your father. And what, what he uses to teach the world, he won't use to teach you. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We got to have the right image of God. Amen. Having fear, amen, comes from having the wrong image of God. When you got fear, you believe, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe Jesus can protect me and my family. So, you know, we're going to do everything in our power to take care of ourselves. And in so doing, you destroy yourself. Amen. In so doing, you come from under the blood. In so doing, you come from under this anointing of exemption. And now you're out there on your own. Praise God. If you say you believe in God at this hour, you're going to have to stand up and believe God. Amen. And amen. Amen. Watch this now. We got to have a, a proper understanding. Amen. You know, you got people, those kind of people who, you know, they say they believe in God, but amen, they stay up all night worrying about the coronavirus. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pray. I'm going to turn my face to the wall and I'm going to call out the word. Of God. I'm going to pray the word of God, but I'm not going to walk around in fear. We're going to believe him all the way to the end. Say amen to that. Amen. Praise God. Fear brings the evil and faith brings the good. And I'm telling you something, folks, according to 2 Timothy 1, 7, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. You need to look that up. Amen. God's not giving you a spirit of fear. So if, if God didn't give us fear, where do you think fear is coming from? It's coming from the devil. The devil will use fear to manipulate you into hurting yourself, manipulate you into abandoning your faith, and manipulate you into, watch this now, walking in your own flesh where he can attack you and destroy you. But it's not going to happen because we're empowering you today with the written word of God. Hear me, child of God. This demonic attack against the people of God of the earth is no match for the power of God. I'll say it again. This demonic attack against the people of God in the earth is no match for the power of God. And I want you to know something else. You've been made for signs and wonders. Now is our time. This is our moment for us to stand up and walk in supernatural power and have the signs, wonders, and miracles of God that Jesus promised following us wherever we go. Let's look at it in the word of God and get started. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 8. You've been made for signs and wonders. I'm not talking about foolishness. I'm talking about Bible basics. Amen. Supernatural power. This book is 66 books of supernatural word seed. And if you get into it, you'll, you'll see you're not a regular person. Look at Deuteronomy chapter eight. Look at verse number 18. Here's what the Bible says. 
Amen. Glory to God. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 18. Hallelujah. Here's what it says. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. That, amen, he swore unto thy fathers unto this day. So you have a covenant relationship with God. Now watch this now. You have a covenant relationship with God, but God wants you to know something. He wants you to know that you've been made for signs and wonders. The Bible says, I and the children that God has given me are made for signs and wonders in the earth. Amen. And so you got to understand this, that I've been made for signs and wonders and that God wants me, amen, to perform miracles here in this earth. And I got to be open to what God has said in order for me to have what God has promised, amen, and for me to be a blessing to the rest of the people in the earth, amen. God has sent the church into this earth, amen, to do signs, wonders, and miracles in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And most saved folks don't know that, nor do they believe it, amen. This coronavirus is no match for the power of the Holy Spirit operating in the church. And Jesus himself said it, when we understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God of exemption. Look at Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Now understand you blood covenant people. Now you're not just a regular person. You've been made for signs and wonders. Hallelujah. You've been made for signs and wonders. And in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus showed the, 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 uh, the secret to staying glory to God on top of the devil's neck. Now I understand something folks. Let me say something to you. It doesn't matter to me if you believe that the devil is behind us or not. He is, and whether you believe it or not, that's of no consequence to me because it's written in the Bible. But the good news is not that the devil is attacking the church through this demonic spirit called coronavirus that they've named coronavirus. Amen. The good news is that if you know what the word of God says, it shall not come near you. In Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18, the Bible says this. Jesus said, and I say unto you that thou art Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But what was Peter saying? Peter was saying when Jesus asked him, who do men say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, the son of the living God. And he said, Peter, you're right. And upon this confession, upon this rock, the foundational understanding is what he's telling Peter. Amen. Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In the 17th verse, he actually told Peter that what he had just said didn't come from man. Look what he said in verse number 17 of Matthew chapter 16. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my father who's in heaven. This is a season where when people turn their face to the wall in prayer, revelation knowledge is going to come forth about the, the hidden mysteries of the Bible. And one of these mysteries, I believe, is people understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit and having the anointing of exemption operative in their life. And we're going to look at that today. Jesus said the gates of hell, amen, shall not prevail against the church. And the rock foundation that's going to protect the church and the people therein is understanding that you are anointed of God. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Amen. And you, you can't say, well, you know, they don't have a cure. I thank God 
for all the researchers, for all the biologists, for all the nuclear physicists and all the scientists that are working. And I've been praying for God to pull back the veil so that they would be able to see how to create uh, antidotes and drugs and vaccines to help the people of God and to help other folks outside of the kingdom of God who don't really understand the power of God to keep them healed. Amen. But I'm telling you, it's nothing too hard for your God. Jeremiah said it in Jeremiah 32, verse 27. He said, is there anything too hard for God? That's not a hard thing for you to lift up your hands and say, Father God, help all those researchers, help all those institutions, help all those biologists and scientists that are currently working to find an answer. Pull back the veil so that they will see clearly on what they need to do. Glory to God. You show them what you would have them to know. Amen. In order to bring forth a cure, glory to God, and an antidote or a vaccine to help people in Jesus' name. See, that's how I pray. Glory to God, because I know there's nothing too hard for my God. So walking in the power of God and understanding the anointing of exemption, it has to do with understanding the Holy Spirit's ministry and his ability to do the supernatural. Jesus came into this, into this earth a man anointed with the power of God on his life. But it was because of the anointing of God that he was able to do the works of God. Let's look at it. Acts chapter 10. Oh, this is getting good now. Praise God. Acts chapter 10. I hope you're taking some good notes, writing these things down. Praise God. Amen. And look in your Bible. Amen. Don't, don't, don't ever listen to the word of God without your Bible in your hand. Amen. Acts chapter 10. We're talking about walking in the power of God and understanding the anointing of exemption. Look at verse uh, number 38. Now understand Jesus was a man anointed in the earth. He was fully God and fully man, but in this realm, he operated as a man anointed with the power of God. Here's what the Bible says about it. The Bible says how God anointed, covered with the spirit and saturated through his entire being, Jesus of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And with power, there it is, who went about doing good and healing all who were what? Who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Right there, I can deduce from that passage of Scripture that any form of demonic oppression, any form of, of sickness and disease is not from God. It's from the devil, because if it was from God, for people to be sick, die before that time, and live under the curse, then Jesus Christ right here would be out of the will of God. Amen. But no, he was in the will of God. He was anointed of God and he went about doing good and healing all. Amen. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Amen. And amen. Glory to God. He carried with him the anointing of exemption upon his very being. And wherever he went, he made people who were under the control of sickness and disease exempt from that sickness and disease and cancel it out of their life. That's what exemption means. Exemption means to be immune. It means to have counseled. It means to be relieved or made free from any unreasonable uh, judgment or liability, including the coronavirus. Amen. That's what I say about it. Glory to God. Amen and amen. So God wants you to operate in the knowledge of God as you walk in his power. Now, walking in the power of God has to do with, amen, knowing that the power of God is with you. Over there in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power. You personally can walk 
in the power of God. After that, you receive the Holy Spirit in his ministry. Amen. The Holy Spirit has enabling power to make you walk and live in a new dimension. Amen. Walk and live at a higher level than regular folks. When you got the Holy Spirit and his covering on your life, the anointing, you are not a regular person and the world and demon forces have to back up and recognize that you're covered with the spirit of God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. It carries with it an anointing of exemption, an anointing that can cancel out sickness in a person's life, an anointing that can cancel out poverty in a person's life. Amen. When you come under the influence of the Holy Spirit, I'm a living witness. I I'm telling you, folks, I was supposed to die 39 years old. Praise God. But God didn't let me because I was under good ministry teaching the word of God. Amen. Praise God. And I came into the knowledge of the Holy Spirit and that God wanted me to live. Praise God. And here I am right now living. Praise God. So that exemption anointing can work in your life to save your very life. Don't wait until a doctor tells you your child, glory to God, amen, has some, some dreadful disease. Don't wait until, amen, one of your loved ones call, amen, and say, says that somebody is dying before you start believing God for a supernatural power. That's the wrong time to start believing it. You need to get these truths planted in you so that they will grow and you will grow strong in God's power. So when something like that comes up, you can cancel it in Jesus name by the anointing of exemption that we're talking about today. And over there in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, the Bible says this, amen, glory to God. Let's go there. We need to look at it. You need to look at it. You need to get your eyes on it because see, a lot of people don't believe that these things are written in the word of God. Here's what Jesus said. We, we said it in the opening. We need to say it again. Hallelujah. He said, behold, I give unto you power, anointing, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you, including the coronavirus. You got to take up your stand in faith right now and say, you know what? This shall not come near me in my house. We're going to stand on the word of God. Amen. Praise God. The devil does not want you to know that you got more power than he got. First John chapter four, verse four, the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. You got to believe that. Amen. The greater one is alive on the inside of you. And if you release the power of the Holy Spirit that's in you, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory to God. You are sons and daughters of the most high God. Let's look at that. I mean, we got to see that. Look at first John. A lot of people don't know who they are. And so the devil can come in there, make them afraid. They walk around, stay up at night, do all they got. They can do to try and, you know, amen, water off this coronavirus. Honey, let me tell you something. I said this to my media crew this morning when we were setting up. Worst thing in the world is not you dying from coronavirus. The worst thing in the world is you dying without Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In fear. Amen. Fear, amen, will make you miss heaven. Well, let's, first let's look at it. I'm going to show you, you, you are a child of God. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 2. He said, beloved, there it is. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. That's what I wanted you to see. Watch this now. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it doeth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that have this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. You know, the Holy Spirit can purify you better than Lysol, 
better than hand sanitizer, praise God, and better than Clorox. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God's purifying agent in the earth for your spirit, soul, and body. And if you walk under the influence of the Holy Spirit, God will protect you. Amen. Glory to God. We are sons and daughters of God. Every son and daughter of God, amen, is mandated to live and walk in supernatural power without fear and enforce the devil's defeat in the earth. And the devil don't want people to know that. Amen. By, walk, by walking in the power of God and doing the works of God, we can get rid of coronavirus and any other virus that shows up in the earth. And we need to be ready. Let's look at that. Working the works of God. Look at John chapter 6. We're going to take a little time. John chapter 6. Look at verse number 28. We're called to work the works of God. And the way that we work the works of God is understanding that we, the Holy Spirit's ministry. And that if we partner with the Holy Spirit, we can work the works of God by believing God in faith. Amen. Look at John chapter 6, verse 28. We're going to take a few more minutes. John chapter 6, verse 28. The Bible says this. Then they said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he sent. Glory to God. If you believe on Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you, amen, can work the works of God. Amen. So we got to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And then and only then we'll be able to walk in the power of the anointing of exemption. Well, let's look at exemption because we, we don't want to take up too much more time. But I want you to see that you've been exempt. Scriptures that tell us about the exemption power of God. Let's go over to Exodus chapter 12. I want you to see this. Now you say, well, that's in the Old Testament. Didn't we read in the opening that God preached the gospel unto Abraham? Abraham was before the law. And so the whole Bible, glory to God, is the gospel. Glory to God is good news. Amen. In Exodus chapter 12, we're going to hurry. Verse number 22. The Bible says this, talking about putting the blood over the doorpost. And ye shall take a branch of hospital and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, that's the doorpost area, and strike the linen and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, you know, bring judgment on the world, and when he see it, the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer, see it's the devil, the destroyer to come in, in, come in unto your house to smite you. God can protect you by the power of the blood of Jesus and make you exempt. Glory to God. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Here's another exemption scripture. Look at Jeremiah 15, 21. Jeremiah 15, 21, we got to hurry because we're going we're gonna, to uh, come back next week and show you a little bit more about exemption and walking in the power of God. Jeremiah 15, 21, it says this. Hallelujah. He said, I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. God, through his exemption anointing, can distinguish his children between children in the world and children that are in his house and protect his children 
in these last days and in this dark hour. I believe God today. Praise God. You know, David knew something about it. David knew something about exemption when he said in Psalms 91, verse 7, he said, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand. But you know what? It shall not come near me. You need to open up your mouth and the time that we live in and facing this coronavirus and begin to declare and decree that I'm anointed. I have the power of God in my life. And I walk in the power of God. Well, that's all the time we have today for this session. Praise God. I hope that you enjoyed the word of God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you receive the Holy Spirit's ministry. I want to pray for you right now. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all you got to do is repeat this simple prayer after me. Just say this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know without you I'm lost. I know without you, I would die and go to hell. Jesus, I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to be saved. I want to receive your precious blood in my life for my spirit, soul, and body. I believe you are the son of God. I believe that you came to, amen, forgive me of my sin. I believe you rose again from the dead on the third day, and I believe you're right now seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me so that I might receive you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and come into my life. Save me now. I receive you as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. My friend, I believe you prayed that prayer. You got born again. But not only that, I want you to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all those who are watching this broadcast to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Father God, that they will receive the Holy Spirit's ministry and I release in the name of Jesus the anointing of exemption unto their house and they are covered by the blood and the deaf angel must pass over them and they, amen, listen, and the enemy can do us no harm. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, until next week, I'm Pastor Ellis Stelling on behalf of my wife, Charlotte, and our children, Jaden Isaiah and Naomi Grace, and the anointed people of Seed of Life Church Houston. We say to you once again, live supernaturally, speak life. See you next week.